From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the final episode for the 2021 season of Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Corey Banke, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live from Green Bay, Wisconsin, across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we look back at another bitter, heartbreaking loss in the playoffs and look ahead to what the future holds for the green and gold. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got... Rashawn Bain Gary. We got the bad, we got... Aaron Charles Rogers. We got the ugly, we got... Not so special, special teams. Banky feels like special teams was in the ugly several times this year and ultimately ended up coming back to bite the Packers on the butt. How you doing, Banky? Yep. How's Monday treating you? I'm doing you? all right. Monday, yeah. kind of. Sh- I don't like doing a show on a Monday because it's, it's I a shitty day. But, yeah, you know. it, it is. But got to do what we got to do. Thank you to everybody tuning in. We know we are. Late wrapping this year up here on Transplants. Uh, had some stuff going on last week, but here we are. We're live. Uh, Corey, let me ask you this. Where are you in the grieving process? What stage are you at now that we know we've watched the conference championships? We know who's in the Super Bowl. Congrats to the Rams and the Bengals. Where are you at as a Packers fan, grief-wise? Um, I'm in annoyance mode. I don't think that's one of the stages. <laughs> I was uh, I was in denial <laughs> hardcore. As soon as, as soon as the game ended, I was in denial. I was like, okay, next season, here we go again. And then I was in depression for a while, and now I'm in, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched any football. I can't watch football. Uh, I'm not one of those. I just, right. you know, I haven't watched any of the games. I follow along on Twitter. I don't care. I don't care who's in the Super Bowl. I hate them all, and here we are. <laughs> You're like Adrian Amos. I don't know if you saw his tweet. Yesterday, before the first, uh, I think it was before the AFC Championship, he said, uh, "Can all four of them lose, and we just move on to next season?" And then he said, yeah. "Hashtag I'll be crying in the car" or something like that. It was so good. I would like that. Um, that nice. would be good, but unfortunately, that, that ain't how it works. But how it works on this yeah. show, Corey, is we don't talk about the depressing stuff right away. We get to the hotness, and ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. We've had we've featured a lot of offensive plays on the hotness this year, but this week, to wrap things up, where else could this go after that performance we saw two weeks ago than on the defensive side of the ball? That's right, it's time for the hotness. It's time for the hotness, Corey Banky. I mean, there are so many great defensive plays in this game, but we have to feature the the the, the one the play here. I thought was the play that was about to propel them to the Win NFC the game. Championship game. Yeah, it was gonna gonna close the door on the Niners. But as we know, <sighs> twas not to be. But this play was 
fucking awesome. Let's roll it here. Uh, defense and Rashawn Gary in particular. That's right. It's the fourth down stop. They do the Trent Williams pull. It doesn't matter. Rashawn Gary, Tyler Lancaster, the Packers defense coming up big. Huge stop. Everybody in the stands celebrating. Gary saying, not in this fucking place. This is my house. Big stop from the Packers defense. Um, and, Corey, I know you haven't gone back and watched it because why the hell would you? But uh, I had a epic meltdown of a rant after that play about how awesome the defense is. I had a bunch of people clip it and send it to me on Instagram. Uh, I thought that was it. Uh, but what was funny is immediately after that play, Soder, one of our longtime Patreon members, I believe had a super chat that said, we did it or they did it with defense. And I legit said at that time, a lot of ball game left. And unfortunately, there was. You know, it's un- it's unfortunate that the uh, team in the NFL that's tied for first in first down percentages was not able to spend six minutes getting one first down to win the game for us. It seems to be a recurring theme, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Unfortunate, the offensive. Everybody wants to blame the special teams, and I'm 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 not here for that. I'm not here for I that. Mean, I don't care about I the mean, special teams. I'm here. I'm here. Well, neither does Matt Lafleur. Apparently, I don't care. I Hey-o! don't care. You're. You're you when you you either get the job done with offense or you don't get the job done. Period. Well, especially story. since that's been your calling card all year. You know you are an offensive. That's been your calling card for twenty years, all year. When when? Hello. I hear. Yeah, you're right. Been your calling card you since 1995. How many years is that? Superstar quarterback at the helm. I hear you. Twenty six years. That's your calling card. If the offense can't can't get a first down in six minutes, you effed. You screwed. Bye-bye. It's, uh, seems uh, like a recurring theme, too. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, let's get to the news because it's time to eat the vegetables, Banky, before we get too crazy with our proclamations and our dissertations and our analyzation. Is that a word? Hmm. Nathaniel Hackett served the Packers well as offensive coordinator, has been named the head coach of the Denver Broncos. I believe he'll be taking Justin Outen with him, the Packers tight ends coach. Uh, Nathaniel, obviously great story. Uh, great work in Green Bay. Really happy for the guy. Um, huge Star Wars fan, too, so all, all good stuff there. Um, but Hackett becomes the new head coach of the Denver Broncos uh, after three great years as OC. Now, uh, I'm interested to see what kind of staff he puts together and kind of offense he runs. And it's going to be interesting to see how much of a Packers influence it has because, remember, Hackett, has a long history, obviously. His father coached in the league a long time. Um, had a great kind of grounding in the run game back in Jacksonville. Did great work with Blake Bortles, of all people, to get them within a quarter of the Super Bowl, essentially, as their offensive coordinator. Uh, so I'm interested to see how much of what he's learned and put together these last three years in Green Bay kind of feeds into his time in Denver. Uh, but to take his place, the Packers promote Adam Stenovich. The offensive line coach, then run game coordinator, now offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Stenovich, as most anyone watching or listening to this knows, was the assistant O-line coach with the 49ers when he was hired. Um, Great three years here with the work he's done in Green Bay. We've heard a lot about his input throughout the time that he's been in Green Bay as far as both Rodgers and Hackett kind of name-dropping him on certain plays. Oh, this is a play that that Stenovich or Steno uh, suggested we put in. We 
we would we rep this uh, during the practice week, etc. Because Steno thought it would work against his defense. So it same it seems like it sounds like he's been somewhat kind of you know already in the mix, so to speak, when it comes to game planning stuff. Um, and then of course Luke Getzey, the uh, erstwhile old wide receivers coach, then left to be an OC in Mississippi State. Then was with the Packers again as quarterback's coach. Now is going to be the Bears offensive coordinator. Man, I can handle when when the Packers coaches go to the AFC. But to go to the NFC and go to a division rival? Sir. Sir, I throw my glove at you, sir. I kid because I love. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Getzey has a successful tenure in Chicago for one year and then gets hired as a head coach in the AFC. So we don't there have to deal go. with them for, for too long. One of the uh, one of the I know this all too well as a small business owner. One of the one of the downsides of being successful in whatever you do is that everyone's looking to poach what you're doing. So, percent. Um, pretty obvious uh, that that was going to happen. And you know, unfortunately, in the NFL, they already got the antitrust, so you can't add clauses like can't work for the Bears, can't work for Detroit, can't work for whatever. <laughs> That'd I be wish brilliant you could, if though. you could. That would be brilliant. Be I'd love that. Um, and then finally, sticking with the Packers and their coaching staff, Matt LaFleur and his coaching staff will be coaching the NFC in the Pro Bowl. Yes. Why are you going to watch the what, Pro Bowl, Corey? The, do you, no, nobody watches the Pro Bowl. It has the worst numbers of anything. Millions in of people watch the Pro Bowl. That's what's crazy. Yeah, millions but of people I, watch I, I anything that says the NFL, but no one watches mm-hmm. it. Um, Correct. No, I don't understand. Do they have to? Like, can he turn it down? That's a good question. I think I want to know how that works. I think they can because I would it down, turn that think, shit down all day. I'd yeah, be like, but no, I think, no, I'm not doing that. No, I think because like, it's just like you know, it's a paid vacation. A lot of people bring their families, guys. It used to be when I was in Hawaii, like guys really kind of coveted. Well, it. yeah, that's the thing. It's but, nice, but now, but, but I guess it's an opportunity yeah. to recruit players and kind of talk well, to players. Well, that's and, the yeah. kind of one thing, especially for Matt, who's still a young coach, like. Obviously, he's been in Green Bay for three years, and we think of him as established at this point, but he's still a very young coach in the league uh, as far as being a head coach. And, yeah, you get those uh, feelers out, networking you know, going on at the Pro Bowl. Can't hurt. And I'm not saying he's going to do a ton of like free agent recruiting or what have you, but you never know. You never know where that connection is going to happen. But uh, LaFleur and his staff, as it is, will, will be uh, making that trip and coaching in the – Pro Bowl that Corey and I will not be watching. <laughs> but I'm sure plenty of Packers. Uh, we've already had Aaron Rodgers drop out, by the way. Uh, Kirk Cousins will be taking Aaron Rodgers' place in the Pro Bowl. Uh, you ready to move on to the offense, or you want any, anything else about the coaching staff? I, I got nothing. You got nothing. So let's talk about the offense. Let's start with the offensive tackle decision that made no sense. Um, I, hey. I, I – I understand the desire to get Billy Turner back on the field. I understand not wanting to sit Dennis Kelly down. I don't understand placating both of those ideas at the expense of continuity and putting Yash Nyman out there who has served you well all year long. Um, again, I the, the, the whole reason I legit asked Matt the week before, the week prior, about having to have a hard conversation with either Billy or uh, Dennis because, you know, Dennis had been playing well. They clearly didn't want to sit him down. 
and Billy's coming back from injury. I think Billy played okay in this game, but he's out of position. He hasn't played left tackle since last year. Mm. Why now, with, with the season on the line, win-or-go-home scenario, are you messing with the continuity? That one, I don't know if that, I don't, you know, obviously LaFleur has to okay it. Stenovich, you have to think it came from him. It's his line. He's traditionally the guy who, like, tells LaFleur, this is what I want. I don't know. So I have to put it on both of them. But it was, that was just so odd to me. I, I I'll, don't think I'll ever get that. Um, I mean, there's a bigger thing that, that is sitting right in front of everybody that I don't think Coach has really been asked about, and that is what the fuck were we doing in the Detroit Lions game playing players all the way through the third quarter, including Bakhtiari. If you don't play Bakhtiari in the Detroit game, I get that you want a guy to have reps. I understand that. And I get that, you know, we're going to talk about the Bakhtiari interview, but there were too many players played in that game for far too long and not enough was thought about the health of the players. And I just find it's, like, very interesting that, you know, Coach spends all this time talking about, okay, we'll look back at, we'll do some ratio percentages to see, you know, how much your starters in 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 the special teams affect their injuries over time, which I totally get that. But, like, hey, Coach, how about do a study of, like, playing your players in the last game versus not playing them in the last game and what that's done to a team overall? Because you look at the Packers this year, if we don't play uh, David Bakhtiari, we win that game. We don't play David Bakhtiari against the Detroit Lions who win that game. And that's hindsight, and I get it. But the other thing, to your point about moving guys around, it's something that I've seen in my own company recently where people overthink the thing. It's a puzzle, so they're like, oh, well, clearly there needs to be 3,000 pieces instead of, like, a 10-piece puzzle, you know? And so adding flavors to the team doesn't necessarily make the team better. So uh, to your point about, you know, playing Billy Turner and just overthinking everything, right? It's like It felt like an overthink. It definitely felt like an overthink. There's no doubt about that. And, look, the Bakhtiari in Detroit thing is interesting. I understand it from both sides, right? I understand – not wanting to throw him out there for the first time ever uh, it, th- this season during a playoff game. Like, I understand that. Um, but as we talked about, you know, David talked to us here at Cheesehead TV, and we'll mention that later, but um, there's, a lot of go- there's a lot of layers there. Um, the bigger thing for me in that Detroit game, and I think it really reared its ugly head against the 49ers, was MVS getting hurt in that game. You know, yep. everyone's talked about the poor play of Aaron Rodgers, this offensive line thing that we're talking about. Um, special teams obviously has been a huge headline. MVS's back injury in the Detroit game, a meaningless football game, that I don't think has been uh, kind of highlighted enough, especially when you look at the distribution, the target distribution in the divisional playoff game and how Rodgers definitely locked in on Devontae and didn't seem to want to do much of anything but that, especially at the wide receiver position. MVS whether he's being productive, catching balls, getting targets, whatever, you just have to look at the games where he plays versus the games he doesn't to see what an effect he has on the overall kind of production, but also like the way the offense operates. To me, that's a, that's a, that's a big one. And, of course, as Matt said on his, during his press conference, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? If he doesn't yep. play anybody and they come out rusty, then everyone's like, oh, God, you should have played him in that meaningless game. If he does play people, much like he did, 
uh, then someone gets hurt and Ben's all oh, you shouldn't have played him. So I get that. As you said, I, hear, Corey, I it, get it that, but also they like, could have they we literally they scored a touchdown. Okay, take your players out. What do it you need felt, to yes, see? Yes. Also, I, it felt like let's, having your cake and eating it too, like trying to walk this yep, line, but not really. They didn't do either. Yeah. yeah. And also, let's not get it twisted in the chat. For a second year in a row, okay, and I, I love David Bakhtiari, for a second year in a row, not having our starting left tackle has cost us a playoff game. That is the number one reason we lost last year's playoff game, and it's the number one reason we lost this year's playoff game. Don't get it twisted. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about football if you don't understand that fact right there, okay? The thing I look at is when you talk about, like, the effect that the, the kind of the line has on Rodgers, it's funny because you look at his play style in that Detroit game and how different it is. Is he playing like that? Throughout the year, if Bakhtiari is out there, does the whole offense operate differently? To your point, Corey, I think it's it got does. to. I think it's it did against Detroit. I think it's a very you different saw offense. that, and, and it it really reminded me their performance in the divisional playoff game really reminded me of an old conversation you and I have had with uh, old friend of show hit up the siren Greg Bedard back in oh, 20, 2009, 2010. Remember the Packers went into 2010 in the playoffs. You were there for all those playoff games. They had now they didn't they didn't come in all six guns a blaze, and they certainly weren't the team no one wants to face or anything like that. But they had been playing and were in a rhythm. Like even with the kind of poor offensive output that final game against Chicago, they were in a bit. They were in a rhythm, much like the 49ers mm-hmm. were this year. You know, the 49ers down the stretch here were in a really good rhythm. I think the Packers not playing, having a meaningless game, and then not playing completely threw them out of rhythm. They looked on offense throughout most much of, you know, especially the latter half of the game, like they did week one down in Jacksonville against, the against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like they just looked mm-hmm. completely, not even at a loss, but they just, they, there were no answers. There was no creativity. There's no ability to adjust. It, it just seemed like the defense made their adjustment and the Packers never got on track. Um, and it seemed like, Week one, where it was like, oh, we didn't play the starters all preseason. We're going to come in there. We're just going to show up. It's hard to just show up for a playoff game when you haven't been playing in seemingly three weeks. So I do think, like, no, of course you're not rooting for losses during the season. But it's probably good to have a few losses, to bounce back and get into a groove and not have to take that break because that break seemed to really kill them. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply really seemed to kill him. Well, and it's in that break put with, you know, David Bakhtiari's situation, yeah. which is not his mm-hmm. fault. It's no, no. one's fault. No. But, you know, no, you that's put what yourself makes so in coach's right? shoes. It's no right. one's fault here, but you put yourself in coach's shoes, right? You think you have a player until now all of a sudden you don't have a player and you've yes. got you've to figure out what to do there and not just any player, right? And, yes, he didn't play throughout the season, but, you know, just don't get left tackle twisted. This offense needs left tackle to succeed, period, end of story. Well, especially just the high level. It's so funny. On the broadcast, they talk about exactly what, what you're talking about there as far as, like, Matt having to juggle who's playing where along my offensive line as I'm trying to draw up a game plan. Um, and they practiced, you know, with separate different bodies at different spots, et cetera. Um, but that, as they're saying this, there's they cut to Bakhtiari on the, on the bench. He's watching the game on the big screen. And then they cut, and then the Packers run a toss left. And it's a classic case of, you know, that left tackle being asked to get out there on the edge. We've seen Bakhtiari out there just absolutely mowing guys down, clearing the way for Jones to get around the corner. And as they talk about this, Billy Turner's out there in space and completely whiffs on the block. And what could have been a pretty substantial gain, you know, ends up being like a two- or three-yard gain. That's, you know, that's the difference. And I'm not saying, like, oh, if they played Yash, Yash would have cleaned it out. I'm just right. underlining your point about if you have high-level left tackle play in both aspects, not just in pass pro, but in the run game as well, it definitely, definitely changes things. Um, the next aspect on offense I wanted to touch on is the role players. All year long, you know, we mentioned MVS. Obviously, he didn't play in this game. All year long, we heard about role players knowing their roles and playing their roles. In this game against the 49ers on offense, the role players had no roles to play. Mm. And I don't put it all on Rodgers. Obviously, you know, he's the man with the football in his hands. He's the one who makes a decision where to throw the ball. Well, according to the chat, we're just blaming Rodgers for everything, which I don't know when that happened, but, I, I, you know. That's okay. They're predisposed. (laughs) They have predisposed predilections for figuring out what we're going to say before we say it, Banky. Pay them no mind. So I don't even look at the chat anymore, dude. Come on. That's why we have <laughs> well, a chat have to, section get... at the end of I the know, show. I know, but I, 
I have to do it because I have to I have to get these things ready. So that's why I'm seeing it. Sorry. I feel you, dog. I feel you. Um, but the role players had no roles to play. They had no roles to play. And again, as I was about to say, chat, I don't put that entirely on Aaron Rodgers. Because if you're Matt LaFleur, not only do you want to have plenty of plays to turn to uh, that feature other people, other guys, in the kind of, you know, the number one, your number one target in the progression, you've got to be able to go to them. At some point when you see the 49ers start rolling coverage and bracketing Adams, I mean, Devontae Adams saw every single target for a wide receiver up until, like, the middle of the third quarter. Actually, mm-hmm. it might have been the fourth quarter. But, like, you, you had Randall Cobb back. Randall Cobb, who Aaron Rodgers had to have, and he had one target on a play where I'm not quite sure he was the initial read, but Rodgers does go to him initially. But outside of that, there's no – you do this knowing you don't have MVS coming into this game. Where, yep. where are the bunch bunch sets to get rub routes and get him free on a shallow cross? You know, where's the arrow route? Where's the dig? Where, where are the things that Randall has done well for you all year? Where's the angle route out of the backfield that works so well against the Rams? Like, there are plenty of plays. Or the swing pass out of the backfield where he went literally 50 yards up the left sideline against L.A. You know, like, there are plenty of plays, plenty of arrows in your quiver for Randall Cobb, yet not one of them that I could see was ever called. Now, I understand maybe it wasn't uh, practiced during the week. Maybe it's not on the play sheet. But at some point during the game, you got to say, okay, this, everything we're trying right now is not working. Let's, let's dig deep, right? Let's make sure. Obviously, there are guys who know what the, the play call is, but let's dig deep. Al Lazard, a guy had, who had been on a tear the last month of the season. Doesn't I mean that he got a target finally in the red zone uh, on that final drive that ended in a field goal? Outside of that, you know, it's just, it's maddening to me that well the, it was the so inability specific to only Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones and nothing else. The inability to utilize Alan Lazard if you've so successfully done it all season long mm. and they didn't take it away from you is maddening. You know, and maybe maybe the fact that they had MBS out kind of gave them a stump because, you know, MBS was really good at clearing routes, right? He's really yeah, good at like, know. hey, I got to take two guys with me. Now I've got stuff open un- underneath. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely – look, the thing that kind of sticks in my craw – craw, my craw, what the hell is my craw? I don't even the know. Gras, the gras, the, old, the famous The famous craw. So, you know, I got stats. I brought stats with me. It's been a while, but I know. Whoa, guys, whoa. Baby's the thing got that, the thing, stats. The, the thing that is a stake in my heart is, and, you know, this is not about Rodgers. This is, this is about the Packers offense is what we're talking about right now. So the right. Packers offense was tied for fourth in touchdowns at 39 touchdowns. That's a 2.29 touchdowns per game if you divide them up. And we decided that we were only going to score one touchdown. The only game we scored one touchdown was the game we inevitably lost. And that really says something. This team was always kind of stuck. There's, there's something where I said this after pre-camp, right? I get so excited about pre-camp and that first game, that first Saints. I remember during the Saints game in the show. And, you know, it was something where I was like, man, 
where's the offense we know and love, right? We know, we always knew the defense would suck, not this year, right? But in the past, right? right? The past in 15 the past, years or you've so. You've been able to hang your hat. Uh, yeah. However many years it's been, 10 years or so, right? <laughs> been a while. So it's like, oh, wow, the defense is like a little bit good. Okay, we're awesome because our offense is such a freaking juggernaut, right? We're in the top right. five offense. But this offense sat around at number 14 for a very long time, and it never, for whatever reason, and I tend to think, we've talked about this on the show, for whatever reason, Coach and QB1 didn't really do this. You saw glimpses of it, right? Remember in the Detroit? The yep. Detroit game was the first time where we had a – where we two, made right, a right. touchdown. No, the the last one was oh, the first the time one. all season – where we had a touchdown in the opening drive. And then in San Francisco, we have a touchdown in the opening drive. And you're like, oh, my goodness, is this is this the Packers offense I've been waiting all season for? Right. Actually, no, it's number no. 14. It's what you thought. It's a mirage. It's a mirage. Nothing but a mirage. If what you score 2.29 touchdowns a game and you only score one, you're going to lose, no matter how good the defense is. The sad part about that touchdown opening drive touchdown against the 49ers were like there were people in the chat going we're going to blow them out. It's like oh, oh man that was I thought oh, the same no. thing. When they scored it that first so, touchdown so and then impressive. when you know it wasn't you know it wasn't until people say you know and god bless them Mercedes Lewis Mercedes Lewis oh, is, who's been so great all fumble. season you know fumble, that just man. his his fumble took the air out of the offense it felt like you know. But what's so weird cuz like it totally did Anybody who watches the game, hell, you were there. Like, the, the, the feel, the, the momentum, whatever you want to call it, completely dies on that play, right? But what's funny is the Packers get the ball back. They don't score points off of that. You know what I mean? The defense does its job, gets, gets the ball back, but everything was off after that fumble. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened. I don't know what adjustment the 49ers made. I mean, somewhat, but not, you know, to the point where you can't pick up first downs. Like, it was – it's weird. My football's so weird. Like, that fumble it is. Is, the, is the demarcation line. Because it's not like they were just knife through butter on that drive, but they were moving the ball. They were certainly yeah. seemingly going to be in a position to score at least three, if not seven. You know, like it did have the feel of like, okay, yeah, we're, we're moving. And then right from that fumble on, they just completely lost all, I mean, every, ability to adjust, uh, just simple kind of execution things. Like, it was, it's just weird. It's weird how that, how that happens. Um, and you can feel it. You can feel it. That's what drives me insane. Uh, finally, this one's for the chat. This one, the last part of the offense. Oh, here we go. This, this one's gonna, for this the chat. Take over the chat. Aaron Rodgers yeah. falls short. Again. Now, you don't have to talk about, like, the protection, his eyes dropping, which they started to once again, the fact that he looked old and cold with the snow coming down, game on the line, and he shrank from the moment rather than rising to it. I don't have to tell you these things. You all watched it. You've all been watching it. You can call Aaron Rodgers, you know, the greatest quarterback ever, but there's ample evidence now, year after year, after year of Aaron coming up short in big, big situations, either to try to send his team to the Super Bowl, send him on to the next round, what have you. That doesn't mean he's not an incredible talent. But at some point, 
you got to look at this pattern. And I just, to me, it crystallizes here with these two plays. Uh, the first play, obviously, is the one I think you all remember. The final pass by Aaron Rodgers uh, to Devontae Adams. Uh, let's roll this clip here. Now, obviously, we all know he's predetermined this. Plenty of space to step up in the pocket. Alan Lazard breaking wide open over the middle, but mm. Rodgers would never know because he had determined that he was going to throw it to Devontae Adams come hell or high water. That's, that's uh, predetermination. Vibes all over that's, it. Just, that's just not great. It, it's very Brett Favre-esque, right? Brett Favre-esque if it wasn't so Aaron Rodgers-esque. Let's take a look at the last throw from last year in the NFC Championship game against the Buccaneers. Here's Rodgers. Where does he look? Who is he locked onto? A double-covered Devontae Adams. Once he again, doesn't have no as wide eyes. open of a receiver there, though. No, he doesn't, but there's plenty of green grass in front of him to make it a fourth and short at least. And yeah. make it a much tougher question for Matt LaFleur. But for whatever for whatever reason. You know, these are I'm just that's I'm not making this up. You just yep. watched it. You know, you can call us haters, whatever you want. That is predetermining and being unable to come off your guy. At some point, that is gonna hurt you, and it has hurt the Packers the last two years, with the season on the line. For whatever reason, that was Aaron Rodgers' third worst passer rating of the 2022 season. So he had a worse passer rating against New Orleans, which I don't think anybody would be surprised about. And he had a worse passer rating against Arizona than he did against San Fran. Yeah, it's funny when you – I was talking to someone this morning and I said, you know, Rodgers didn't have a great game down in Arizona. They came away with a victory and everyone remembers that. But if you go back and watch the game, they pounded the hell out of the football. That was like probably my favorite game from Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, Just some really powerful running. Now, a lot of – not a lot, but some of that is, you know, short week, no practice – no Devontae, and throwing to guys like Juwan Winfrey, who he hasn't practiced with. You know, so, yes, he's going to miss some throws, what have you. Um, but it's not a great game from Rodgers. It's not. You just look at the tape. Uh, but, again, it doesn't take no. away from his talent. But it, and, and also, like, I do want to dispel this narrative because, you know, I, I was really pissed off. I put some stuff on Twitter, and he did have a very bad game. You know, and it's funny. It took a couple days for the Aaron Rodgers fanboys. We know who they are on Twitter, but uh, they tend to be the <laughs> Wait, younger generation there are Aaron Rodgers, who there are Aaron Rodgers never. Fanboys? Oh my God! What what what, what, what should we call them? A fanboy is like know. actually too much of an understatement. But um, yeah. I would say their names, but we know who they are. They have a lot of Twitter followers. There's two of them specifically where Aaron Rodgers can just do no wrong. And here's the thing: Nothing. Aaron Rodgers has played very well. In almost every, I looked back on all of the stats for his playoff games. Mm-hmm. He has played specifically, uh, very t- typically, very very well in the playoffs compared to other mere mortals that play the quarterback position. Sure. Um, so yes. there's no kind of trending stat that shows that he's worse in the playoffs. It's just that um, you know, and it, it goes back to like you know quarterback wins are not a QB stat. They really aren't, right? Nope. Um, you really Correct. can't loop people. You really you really can't lock people in. You look at some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You know, I love this one stat where uh, Brett was is 12 and 10 in the playoffs. Aaron and now is now 11 and 10 and Bart Starr is 9 and 1. 
Well, Bart Starr had this guy. His name was Vince Lombardi. Vincent Lombardi, a Super Bowl trophy is named after him, and he had one of the most incredible teams. If not, the 1962 team is considered one of the best Packers team, if not one of the best NFL teams of all time. But, you know, um, wins are not a quarterback stat. It's a team game. It's why, you know, we get annoyed when Matt says 111th, but it really does. You are 111th of the team, even if you're Aaron Charles Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. It is true. No question about it. Of course, I don't think anybody would quibble with the idea that the quarterback is the most important, most valuable position. I don't think there's any any question there. That's why a quarterback always wins MVP, or almost always. Yep. Um, you know, it's the value of the position can't be over. It's like the queen in chess. It's the most powerful yep. piece. There's no question about it. But to your point, yes, wins and losses, not a quarterback stat. But uh, you can win chess without the queen, by the way. That's right. Of course. Win. People do it all the time. People do it all the time. All right. Uh, let's uh, – hey, let's go to the defense, right? We're gonna, we'll are we have more on Aaron Rodgers because I'm sure people got to chime in. Uh, but we'll have more on Rodgers in a bit. But let's talk about the defense because they were the star of this game. I mean, it, it starts with their young core players. You talk about mm-hmm. a team that is set – on defense as far as their core. Their core players came to play in this game, whether that's Kenny Clark, whether that's Rashawn Gary, even Jair Alexander, who did not play a ton, but when he did play, man, he's up there in the nickel, in the slot, pressing guys at the line. Oh, it was a thing of beauty. Amos, I thought, had a strong game. You know, they their young core played well. Uh, I think Preston Smith did a nice job on the edge. You had uh, Kevin King, I thought, had a nice game too. Although I don't know if I'd call him a core player going forward. But the core of this defense is is so promising. And it's so exciting to think about. They, that's just their first year in that system under Joe Barry. Well, everything we just saw throughout the season in that playoff game, if that playoff game is like the next level, the next step. Now, obviously, they'll probably, they'll undoubtedly be facing some more prolific passing attacks, better quarterbacks, etc. No question. But give me that as a stepping stone for next season. Oh, baby, I am in. I am all in. All in. Um, well, the other I, thing I'm all, I, there was oh, some. Sorry, there was some uh, there was some stats that it kind of threw out at me on defense. Um, so I was looking through sacks, and Rashawn Gary had nine point five sacks for the season. Preston Smith had nine sacks for the season. That puts them at eighteenth and twentieth in the league. But something I did think where was kind of interesting to me overall was the Packers. Even though they had two players, they're, they're one of only they're the only team that has two players that are tops in sacks in the top twenty five. Yet. The Packers were 21st overall as a team for sacks. So that's a place where you you kind of are like, how do we get, you know, Kenny Clark more sacks? How do we get more sacks? You you know, it's obvious that, like, missing Z for most of the season did impact the the Packers from a pressure standpoint, even though they had a lot of pressure overall. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting was two other things. One, they're tied seventh in interceptions um, as a team. But they're tied for third worst in passing TDs and TDs scored against them. So that's another place where, you know, we had a bend but break kind of mentality when it came to (laughs) touchdowns. 
And we're right. really, really low in forced fumbles, which I thought was, you know, that was something where we had a lot of turnovers, but we didn't have a lot of forced fumbles where, you know, some places where I just felt like, you know, it was kind of weird. Like, had had we had more of those things, the defense would have been even better. So, I mean, yes, we had a plateau that we could step on, but... Um, right. You know, Jair being Jair and Z being out during the season definitely uh, had an impact. No question. And it's interesting you talk about the forced fumbles because it's you know they had a couple big ones. The ones they did have were impactful. Uh, whether it's you know a couple times, Rashawn had a couple. One of Matt Stafford yep. was obviously huge and turned that game right at, yep. the, right at the beginning. Um, so they when they happened, you know, Preston had a big one. Like they they've had they've had their kind of moments, but. Um, the the touchdown the passing touchdowns is exacerbated by the fact that they've been so brutally bad in the red they were brutally bad in the red zone all year like they they started atrocious they improved a little bit but overall throughout the season they were not a very good red zone defense you know and that is an area that clearly have to improve uh, there's no question about it um, but talking about um, you know this first year in the system under Joe Barry. What Barry did on uh, two Saturdays ago, which I was so impressed with, remember back in 2019, Corey, in the NFC Championship game, when it was clear the 49ers were just going to keep running the ball, especially run the ball on the edge, and they were going to keep doing it until the Packers stopped it, and the Packers never stopped it? Well, what I loved about that game is coming out of halftime, it was clear that Kyle Shanahan wanted to get on the edge. He uh, he ran like four or five plays right off the gate that were attacking the edges, whether it was a pitch, toss, what have you. Um, wide zone, a lot of wide zone. Oh, it's use check there as the fullback trying to lead the way, either trying to get around the edge or cut back and get something off that zone scheme. Barry adjusted so quickly to that in a way that you never saw Mike Patton do. Barry adjusting to the adjustment. Um, and it wasn't dramatic. You know, some of it is guys just getting off the ball a little bit better, and some of it is, you know, obviously execution. But yeah, uh, that was a case of, like, when that started happening, I remember watching live, and even when I went back and rewatched it, I was like, God, they really found something here. Oh, boy, here we go. And, th- you know, Barry made sure it never ruptured into a reason for the drive to extend into the end zone, like a, much less into the red zone, even field goal range. Like they did such a good job of going, okay, Kyle, I see you. I got something for you. And whether it was going to a little bit bit uh, different uh, makeup of your front, throwing in some five-man stuff, whether it was dropping a safety, but not necessarily down in the box, but just kind of changing the rotation at the last minute uh, to mess with the keys, the blocking keys, when the guys were trying to get out in space – it was just so great to see, especially after the nightmares that I'm sure most Packers fans continue to have after that 2019 NFC Championship game. It was just great to see a defensive coordinator make the adjustment while the game was in the balance still. That was that that was pretty phenomenal. Um, and then the final kind of note on defense I wanted to throw out there was the uh, we all saw Zadarius kind of give his – basically his farewell on Instagram where he said uh, thank you to Packers fans and to the Packers and what have you. It was great. It was so great to see one final sack from Zadarius in a Packers uniform. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have little doubt he will most like, they will most likely be moving on from him, but it was so phenomenal. I'm so happy 
and so glad that he not only got that sack, obviously in a playoff game, haven't played all year, but to do it in Lambeau in front of the fans. Yeah. And he's he still played, you know, a handful of snaps throughout the game. Uh, had a couple really nice um, moments where he set the edge. Did Obviously didn't have a, a play as impactful as that one again. But, man, it was just great to see him get up and – you know, do the the crawl and then the eating and then the pull. You know, pull the shirt yeah. down. And it was just, I, I was so happy for Z just to get that kind of, essentially what turned out to be a send off from Packers fans. Uh, I mean, he helped change the culture in Green Bay. Everyone talks about Matt Lafleur and his first. He really year did. Things changing from McCarthy to Lafleur. Z was a big part of that, man. Big part of injecting some life into a moribund franchise at that point. So. I really I'm think I, I hope that I, th- I hope that Brian kind of you know and I know he he has but he, I hope he takes that to heart you know Z was one of these guys where big time player uh, comes from a pretty big market is very professional but can add some pizzazz some some big market kind of vibe to your team you know and uh, right. he did he did that. He, he, you know, guy who time. takes the guys to Milwaukee to go watch the Bucks all the time, right? right? Not that they right. wouldn't already, but, like, makes it a big thing and, like, you know, embraces kind of like what A.J. Dillon's doing, you know, embracing Wisconsin, but, like, being an outsider and, like, embracing yeah. what you do. And you always need a, a players like that that are veterans that come in and kind of embrace the culture. And what's kind of nice about Wisconsin that I think is is, like, people don't talk about enough is that, you know, say what you want about us hobbits over here in Northeast Wisconsin, <laughs> but um, for the most part, you know, we love our football so much that we're so open to players and open to, you know, how players are going to be and who they are and who they represent. Right. And I do think there's something about that that does help the, the Green Bay Packers because of the culture around Wisconsin that's built around the players that it's it goes hand in hand, right? It's easy. I think Very it's easy agree. to come in as someone like Z with that attitude and get feedback right away from people because they want it so badly and to be embraced. Right. And so then once you embrace that, you know, it's like the sky's the limit for you as a player, um, you know, and even if you don't produce, like, you know, Packer fans are really forgiving as well, which I think is, uh, is a really good quality. Eh, some more than others, but yes, you are right. It is true. Overall, that is correct. Um, all right, Banky, it's the topic du jour. It's the topic of the offseason. Okay, wait, 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 be wait, wait, about wait. It. Oh, boy. I do want to talk about one thing. I want to talk about one oh. thing. Because you're already Sorry. going to Blogosphere, right? Oh, no. you're go- oh, no, no, you're no. going to the Who Stays With. I want to talk yes. about one, one. I do want to talk about one thing, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. I, one of the things that probably bothered me the most, and it's it sounds like it's a special teams thing, but to me it's a coach diligence thing that is kind of worrying. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, Coach apologized for it after his press conference, and I don't want to belabor it with Coach, and I don't think – but I feel like if there was one thing, if I was coach, that I would be labor, it's this idea of diligence. And what I mean when I say that, you know how people say crossing your T's and dotting your I's? In your eyes, right. One major, major thing that was missed, and I don't think it would have changed the game. It could have. But it's just one of those things that is just unacceptable in a football game. And it's the fact that we miscounted players uh, at the end of the, of the game. And mm-hmm. the fact that you work for a billion-dollar franchise, and you cannot devote one human fucking being to counting players every time they go on the field is disconcerting to me. 
there are people in that stadium right there whose only job is to pick up napkins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there are people in that stadium whose only job is to make sure that Mark Murphy goes to the bathroom. Well, I don't know if that's true, but I could I could I could imagine that. <laughs> Like, you why? Nervous. You got nervous with the push-in. Well, you Nicholas was, like, in pushing in Nicholas, on me, like, for Nicholas so long for that I was rant. like, this is annoying. Yeah, <laughs> there's no rant coming. I'm just like. Talk about disconcerting. It's, it's just like, it's just like, you know, what else are we not being diligent about? And that's what I would ask Coach, like, to right. dig deep on, like, because diligence, you can be over-diligent, but something like that seems so simple and so oh, yeah. when you miss things like that in a major game, that seems something that, like, wait, you don't already do that, right? What well, else are you not already that's what, doing? That's what makes it worse, though, is that they were doing They miscounted. It's not that they didn't count. Like, coaches, like what he said, we miscounted up in the booth. Wait a second. They're counting up in the booth. I'm sure Mo is counting down on the sideline. I'm sure his assistant's counting. And they're counting up in the booth. And no one... Notice that there were 10 dudes out there for the final kick of the game. The game in the balance, your season hanging by a thread. Do you probably block it? No, probably not. But how about giving yourself the best chance? I mean, that called me crazy. And to me, it's, I'm sorry, but it's, you get what you emphasize. And I got to think next summer when we go to training camp, we're going to see a whole lot more special teams. We don't see a ton now, and I know the specialists work in the Hudson Center, and they're doing that, and that's fine. But man, I gotta think we're gonna see a lot more special teams. Uh, great these practices. Hey, man, it ain't. To, it's that great Gene Hackman quote from Hoosiers: "My practices aren't designed for your enjoyment, and they shouldn't be." Great. Well, you, I don't go to them anyway, so I don't really care. You want more block kicks and block punts? In, pre-camp, in exactly. pre-camp, pre-camp won't feel any different for me because exactly. I won't care. Banky, I'll just tell you. You'll, <laughs> you'll still be I'll just be like, I don't want to hear about special teams, okay? I don't want to hear. Special teams is one of those teams where you're like, as long as I don't hear about you or you, yes. I don't care. You oh, know what I'm saying? You're right. You are correct. Unfortunately, that attitude is exactly why the Packers season is over. All right. Yeah, well, I'm not, Aaron, I'm not the coach. So Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Corey Banks. Yes. Should he stay yes. or should he go? Aren't I supposed to be do, asking you these? No, that's, that's, the next, that's the next bit. That's the unrestricted free agents. I just want oh, oh, your gotcha, opinion gotcha, gotcha. on Aaron Rodgers. Should he stay or should he go? <sighs> I, I don't know the answer to this. I've kind of been going both ways on it. You've got to have an um, opinion. You think God came down and stopped the bullets? No, come on. You've got to have an opinion. On I said on Twitter, I feel like. If Aaron Rodgers wants to come back as a Packer, um, we should we should accommodate him and and allow him to be a Packer and retire as a Packer if that's what he decides he wants to do. And I think, you know, I think that there's no doubt in my mind we can win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And uh, if he's committed to that end, um, however, if he decides he does not want to play for the Green Bay Packers or if Brian Gutekinds decides or Matt decides or, or Mark Murphy, whoever fucking makes the decisions around there, <laughs> no one knows. Um, if one of those, the triumvirate, if the triangle right. decides the that, Trinity, hey, right. 
if the Holy Trinity, well, if the Trinity, if the uh, <laughs> if the G Trinity decide, I'm not putting Mark Murphy in the Holy category. I'm just, I just, I, I'm not. If the, the if the G, G Trinity, Trinity decides that you know they're done with him and they're over his antics, they're over everything right. that he's done, and they just want to move right. on with life. And also, like you got Jordan Love there, you did all these things, blah blah blah, all the stuff everybody knows that's annoying. All I really care about is we need to get maximum value. So we either have Aaron Rodgers or maximum value. Those are the only two right. choices. What's funny is what I do you think, think the Packers I think the Pack okay, I'm gonna give you what I think the Packers are thinking, and then I think what I want to have happen. All right. What I think the Packers are thinking is actually right in the middle of what you're talking about. I think they will find a way to bring him back. He will play for one more year, and they will have gotten two seasons of MVP quarterback, a third of most likely high level play, probably not win another he probably won't win a third MVP in a row, but you never know. Um but so three years of high-level play from their starting quarterback, and then they will try to trade him next offseason. Even if they give him an extension, they'll have it. That doesn't give you maximum value. Somehow, I know, I agree. So now you're, yeah, you're not, so you're now, not doing one or the other. But now we get to what I want, which is, uh, let me address, address uh, Nicholas. Can you take me wide for a second? I want to, I want to address Brian Gutekunst. Uh, I want to oh, say dear. something to Brian directly. Brian. You made a bold move when you drafted Jordan Love. And you've done a great job of assembling a team that was talented enough to win a Super Bowl the last three years. No question about it. Now, you've taken some slings and arrows, uh, not only from the general public, but also from your own quarterback uh, when it comes to uh, how you've gone about it. But you've gone about it, and this team has been knocking on the door. And again and again and again, we've seen... For whatever reason, be it the play of your quarterback, be it the play of your defense, be it the play of the special teams, this team as constructed keeps banging its head against the wall and can't quite get over the hump for whatever reason. It is time to reset. It is time to trade Aaron Rodgers and get a boatload of assets in return, be that all picks, maybe all picks, a player, Maybe two, I doubt it. Probably mostly picks. But reset. Also, by the way, buddy, I know you know this. I don't need to tell you this, Brian, but your contract is coming up soon. And I know you want to get your guy on the field, start uh, your own legacy. Because right now you're still just, you know, trying to carry on with Ted. Hanging off Ted. Yep. You know? So don't get me wrong. He's done a great job of, you know, Finding guys, done a great job of building a team. But at some point, you got to rip that Band-Aid off. It's time to do it. Be bold, Brian. Be bold. That's all I'm asking. Well, and the, the thing, the, 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 you know, and you know how everything's going to change by the time the draft starts, and then everything's going to change by the time camp starts. But the truth be told, right now, I, you know, you feel this, this, uh, what do you call it in the force? You feel the the you feel this like a what do they call it in the, in the force? Yeah, you feel okay. a disturbance in the force as we know it for fans, where there's right. an opportunity, right? There's an opportunity to start over in a way right now that I don't think was there last year, and I don't think has been there since Aaron Rodgers has been here. So it's I not totally that agree. people are ready for Jordan Love because a lot of people think have already made decisions. It's just hilarious to me. Oh yeah, I was talking. It's amazing. I was. It's amazing. I literally Jordan Love dude, is the worst quarterback to ever play dude, in the history of the game. 
Don't you I literally, I had to explain to somebody at, at, at my friend Matt's house, so I'm not going to say who this person is, but now that I said my friend's Matt's house, everyone who goes to Matt's house is going to know. They, this know person literally <laughs> goes, this person has literally followed the Packers as long as I have, as long, you know, right. all of us have, goes to most of the gold package games. He literally, I go, I looked at it, he's like, you think Jordan Love is the guy? And I'm like, bro, Jordan Love is better than right now than where Aaron Rodgers was as the same moment. He's played better and is better. Like just as just 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 like one to one. Like two he looked years at me he's in. like Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like two years in, exactly where you are, timeline, Relief right? Duty, just and, duty, and not right. a lot, not a lot, but but there's oh, a lot better things, right? Yeah. And he literally looked at me, he's like, You think so? And I was like, <laughs> Bro, like I know I don't watch that many games back, but like just like I know it's hard. I know I know you know bong resin and everything else. Like it adds up and it's layers. <laughs> I get it, and it's so hard. But it's like, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't think so. I watch the tape, and and you can see it. Right. <sighs> Man, that's probably my favorite banky drop of the season. The bong resin piles up. It does. It, it does. does. It just no does. I mean, I don't know from firsthand experience, but I've seen it in people. So, you know, I know <laughs> exactly. it's a thing. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Packers heading into an offseason where they have obviously huge cap stuff to deal with. We're not going to worry about any of that because that's why they hire Russ Ball. But I am interested in hearing about these unrestricted free agents. Now, we're not going to talk okay. about restricted guys, exclusive rights guys, guys who will probably get cut for cap purposes because who knows. But, Banky, let's look and talk about all of the unrestricted guys, all the guys who are set to hit the market. I think we need to uh, go down that road because there are a lot of them. Okay, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams will probably get the franchise tag, and there will be a huge standoff, and it will be a monster drama. Can't wait. Franchise tag, for sure. Uh, Devondre Campbell. They find a way to re-sign him. Don't ask me how. That's Russ Ball's job. Yeah, I think so, too. Lucas Patrick. I think he's played his last down as a Packer, and I hate it. I love him as a player. Mm. He's given them their mm. all, but he's probably gone. He's kind of a lunch pail guy. Uh, Chandon Sullivan. You know, honestly, I think the same thing as uh, Lucas Patrick. I think, you know, he's served them well. It's been cheap labor. Probably time uh, they, they move on from Chandon. Okay. Rasul Douglas. Oh, you mean Rasul Douglas? Oh, I want him back in the worst way, but I, I don't know, man. If his if his they really people, can't afford him, I, well, if his agent plays hardball, probably not. But really? if 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 they you know massage it a little bit, yeah, they can probably make it work. But I think depends on if the agent is willing to work with the Packers. I hope he's back, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. Hmm. Um, MVS. I hate this. I hate that I'm about to say it, but I think he's gone. I these are when we talk yeah. about the salary cap and having to make tough choices. I think this is one of the tough choices. Don't get me wrong. I want him back in the worst way, but I think he's done as a Packer, which I hate. Corey Bajorquez. They're gonna keep him. I think I I think he's back. Yeah, uh, very promising first season in the green and gold. I think they'll find a way keep him keep him in the G. Bobby Tunyon. 
Ooh, this is a tough one. Probably the the injury helps them. I think they I think they figure out a way to get it done, and he's back. Really, hmm. Tyler Lancaster. <sighs> I hate it, but I think he's gone. Um, I think he's been a real great lunch pail guy, as you say. Real important cog uh, up front, especially against the run, but I think they'll move on. The thing is, with, with, with guys like that, it's like I always look at, was he, are they as good as Aaron Campman ever was? And Aaron Campman <laughs> never was like a stud stud, okay? Right. But he was like, oh, he was the lunch. Good. I mean, they he played was, different positions, but I hear I hear what you're saying as far as no like, no no no. I'm talking about right level, right? What because right, right, like right. Aaron Campman was your classic lunch pail guy, right? Like right. he wasn't destined to be what he became. He through right. his relentlessness and his right. work ethic, he got there, right? So yep. you know you know, that's where I'm kind of like, are you as my good worry, as he was? Here's my worry: is that they give. I mean. I say this about Tyler Lancaster, and we'll wake up tomorrow, and they'll be like, Tyler Lancaster signs three-year extension worth way more money than anybody ever thought he'd get. Because that's but what that's happened with thing. Dean Lowry. Like, but Dean Lowry got signed thing. to this fucking deal that I never expected in a million years. That's that's why it's crazy to me where really no one, and I'm talking about no one. I talk, I say no one knows about the draft. No <laughs> right. one really knows about the salary cap because there are things in the salary yeah. cap and in how deals are structured that literally are not on paper and no one knows about. It. It's well, crazy. Yeah. And the other thing was just to like, look at the just the mechanisms to kind of massage the cap, right, as far as like voidable years, which was the yep. hot – thing this past off season, who knows what's next? You know, like they're going to come up with, they're going to think away. Is it going to find, I loved Andrew Brandt's tweet when somebody asked about the, the cap issues for the Packers. He's like, they've had a plan. Trust me. They'll work it out. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Well, and that's like the they thing. You got to imagine, you got to imagine of the guys we're talking about right now, they're going to find, even of some of the no's, they're going to find three or four right. of these guys or five or six that they're going to do a deal with because Brian needs that guy or wants that guy right. is targeted that right. guy. And Russ is like, okay, I'm going to get you that. I'll All right, it. Whitney Merciless. Oh, I loved what he brought, but, yeah, I think that, that was very much a, okay, come along as we're trying to chase a ring kind of thing. I think he's – I don't think he's back. Dennis Kelly. I think he's back. And I think they probably move on from Billy Turner, but that's just a guess. All right. EQ. I think there's a good chance he's back because I don't think there'll be a robust market for him. Um, so I think they can get him to a, a on a pretty team-friendly deal. Uh, Oren Burke. Your guy. Yeah. He gone. He gone. Please. Man, when you're He's when you're one value to the team is a special teams guy and the special team stinks and there's <sighs> ample tape of you messing up, uh yeah, he gone. I hope I, I hope he doesn't become like the Jared Bush of this modern era. I just <laughs> I pray. Hey, Jared uh, Bush got Isaac Yadam. Uh no, he, he gone. Didn't. Yeah, he did. He, he had an interception in the Super can't. Bowl. The Packers won. That's redemption. That's redemption no. for Jared Bush. No. Yes. No. No. Okay. That's part Isaac Adam, redemption. Isaac Adam, he gone. He gone. That's part redemption. That's not quite redemption, but okay. All right. We can okay. we can agree All to disagree. Right. Yes, we can. I think we're we're splitting some hairs here, but okay, I got Jared you. Jared Bush gets um, to show up. I mean, clearly he's a Packer legend because he gets to show up at stuff, but I'm still Exactly. He's he like there at Title Town at like kickoff stuff. Like he's doing <laughs> yeah, right. he was. That's redemption for Jared Bush. I like it. I'm all in. Um all right, you ready, Banky? Yeah, this show is running long. I'm sorry, you guys. Let's do it. 
Almost had a clean happened? show. We were doing so well. You missed, missed it. it. Oh, you're gonna have to go back and watch. Oh, Sean, oh. Sean, Sean. Oh, you were Sean doing, doing so well. So well. Oh, oh. brutal, brutal. Anyway, Lord. hey. Speaking of what happened, <laughs> Cheesehead TV. We had an exclusive interview with David Bakhtiari. I'm sure most people here on this chat have read it. If you have not. Please check it out. There it is. David Bacciari, uh and I had a chat last, I believe it was Tuesday morning. David was incredibly kind. Gave me uh, about an hour and a half. It was so uh, kind of amazing to be talking to David about everything he was going through. Um, I won't belabor the interview itself and the contents of it, but you all should check it out because, holy cow, does it detail some of the amazing crap that these guys have to go through just to try and get back on the field. Um, And what's nuts about that is Dave and I talked, and he gave me so much shit that he's played through throughout his career, like all these years of stuff that, like, have never appeared on an injury report, nobody's known about. Like, it's mind-blowing. It's crazy. Corey, I know I mentioned one of them on the Patreon happy hour last week, but it's nuts. I mean, the stuff these guys go through – is absolutely insane. So I, I highly recommend checking that out. And also, big, 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 huge shout-out to Dave because he literally DM'd me, I think it was on Monday morning, uh, and he was like, I got a lot of people asking me if about like wanting to talk about my injury. Do you? Can I talk to you about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, dude. Awesome. Let's go. So shout-out, Dave. Big, big looking out. Thanks so much. Um, now, this is... A bit self-serving, but I don't really give a shit. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to my dad. It's his birthday today. It's happy birthday, birthday happy to birthday. Lenny Nagler. And I put this up on Twitter the other day. I wanted to give him a shout-out for his Aaron Rodgers take. Um, <laughs> we, you, can you tell we're related? This, this is, is obviously, a classic Appleton this is, take. This is, this is obviously not like verbatim, but it is very close. Trade him. You'll never get more for a guy who can't close the deal. That whole place is beholden to one guy, and it isn't the head coach. Move on. The foundation is strong. A down year or two, and they'll be right back in it. That's Lenny Nagler's official Aaron Rodgers take. I mean, I, 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 I get it's a little over the top and a little dramatic, but uh, so are the Packers. I mean, he's not wrong. Let's just say that. I'm just saying I'm not saying. I'm just saying. It might be a um, touch hyperbolic, but not much. Yeah, a little bit. A little. A little bit. A little bit. Um, but I think it's. Yeah. Um, next up, I'm. I want to give. I. I don't even know like how I came up upon this. Uh, today. I don't like this part. But it's hilarious. I don't like Dude, what you're a, about to do. I don't want to see hilarious. this. It's hilarious. So it's 11 minutes of terribleness. It's hilarious. So I just put in the chat a link to a video called Green Bay Packers Playoff don't Chokes watch it. Whatever Mega you do, Cut. Don't watch it. Corey, don't it's a it. mega cut. Not, it's, it's so not just, bad. It's not like it's a – It's like, oh, the Packers won the Super Bowl, and then here's every bad thing that's happened to them in the last 
It oh literally starts with Aaron Rodgers kneeling in Dallas after the Packers have won the Super Bowl against the Steelers. And then, like, every awful playoff moment from then so until much. two Saturdays ago, it is – I was – I was dying. I was, it was hilarious. And the little kind of quips they put in there. And at one point, you know, I don't remember what moment it was, but one of the many chokes that the Packers have had, they had they intercut Jabba the Hutt getting choked by Princess Leia. Like, it was a <laughs> Jorkler's fandom. Liked, it probably. Jorkler's fandom. I think went this as of this morning, they had 34 subscribers. Shout out to Jorkler's fandom because that shit was funny as hell. Whatever I, you do, I, do I, not I, watch that video. <laughs> Okay. Just so letting good. you know right now, do it's not watch so, it. If you're so already well depressed done. and angry, do not, do not, don't watch it. <laughs> so good. Uh, so good. Let's give a, a shout-out to our good friends over at DraftKings, shall we? DraftKings Sportsbook app, people. Download it. You know you want to. Get in on the hotness. And please, 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 when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, be sure to use promo code CHEESEHEAD. That's promo code CHEESEHEAD to take advantage of all they have to offer. Same game parlays, player props, um, and not just NFL. Obviously, there's only one NFL game left that matters in the Super Bowl, which you can definitely get in on the action via the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But every league, every sport, every player, etc., they have everything on offer you could ever want. Be sure to check it out, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, and use promo code CHEESEHEAD. Cannot underline that enough. Promo code CHEESEHEAD. Do it, people. All right, Corey, let's see what uh, the fine folks on the chat got to say. So our guy, Massimil- Ma- oh, I fucked his name up. Damn it, I always get it good. Our guy, uh, Massimiliano Margagliotti, uh, with the Woo! super chat, thank you. Even if the outcome was brutal, it's been amazing living the season as a member of the Cheesehead TV community. Thanks so much for everything you do. P.S. I highly recommend join the Patreon happy hour. Appreciate oh, you. Uh, M put that up there like an hour before the show, so that was like our pre-super chat, so thank you. Then we got Overshadow Sean, a classic longtime uh, supporter of Cheesehead TV. Gents, not sure what the future holds, but thank you both for bringing us along for the ride. Appreciate you both and the entire Cheesehead TV team. Go Pack, and go for life. Thank you, Overshadow Sean. Uh, Michael M. Couldn't feel my feet for six hours, but once it started snowing <laughs> after five games at Lambeau, my dream had come true, and not even the loss changed that. Wow. That's Michael, it sounds like a that's great experience. That's awesome. so. I have two things. I have two things to say to that, and um, you know, one is something I I've talked about on this show for over four, thirteen years now. Fourteen years, holy crap! Fifteen Jesus years, Christ. I think the show's been going on. Wow. Wow. And that is pers- that is perspective. You just blew my mind. And a lot of a lot of times, I'll go on Twitter and and you know, we'll talk about Entitled Town. We'll talk about all these things, but you know, there is there. There is always that first time, if you really dig deep, that you remember when you first walked into Lambeau Field and how that made you feel. Oh, hell yeah. And so many times, I think, if we go back to that time or we go back to some ways that we thought, and a lot of times, you know, we'll talk about the 70s or 80s, and it's not it's not about like, oh, I, I remember when they were terrible. Because <laughs> uh, those are terrible memories, and uh, I actually don't <laughs> want to think about them. I don't want to think about them, right. it's not about that. It's, it's more about, you know, the – where you are, you know, it's just one of these things where, you know, when you can look at the Earth from the space station, you see how small we are and insignificant in some ways. And where you can put yourself in space does matter. 
And so I love this comment. The second thing I want to say about that is I've got a tip for you. Uh, what you need to do is you put your first, so you have your first layer of socks, okay? This is very important, people, okay? This is very important, and we can clip this for later. Important for next year. You need year, a first layer of yeah. socks, okay? Because my feet were totally warm the entire time, and I didn't have anything crazy, right? After you do that first layer, what you want to do is you want to put the heat warmers on the fronts of your toes, the place where your toes can't get cold are on your tips, just like your fingertips, right? And, and so if you put that heat warmer and use like a super warmer, they usually go like six hours, then you make sure that it gets in the shoe by putting a second layer of socks over that second layer, right? And that secures the heat warmer in the front of your toes. Now, if you can jam it, you don't need to have it below. One of the tricks that I do is I'll put the heat warmer wrapped around the toe. So it'll be kind of be like this. It'll be like, here's, here's my toe, right? And here's the warmer, and I'll kind of do something like that, and I'll wedge it in there, right? Because as long as you can keep the tips uh, of your toes warm or at least not cold, you're winning. Like, you're completely winning. So I just want to give that shout to Michael. Uh, I, I love your comment, and uh, thanks for Super Chat. Uh, then we got another one from Michael M. Wonder if 12 rebuild comment was about coaches. Thanks for the Super Chat. Not exactly sure. Well, I skipped one for Sean. I, I wonder it. if Sean was paying I, attention. Michael, I doubt it. I doubt it. I think that's very much um, roster. So then we got uh, Facebook. Want to say shout out to everybody on Facebook watching What's us. Up, Aaron Facebook? J. Harper Jr. Early on, I had to put this because I was like, "Where's the hate coming from?" So all the hate for Aaron. Only <laughs> one Super Bowl. Remember, Favre only has one and choked his last game at home in the playoffs against the Giants. And uh, you know what I want to say to that is, Aaron, you are one hundred percent right. Appreciate you watching on Facebook. I was at that game. And I did learn this technique of taking a warm uh, heat warmer and putting it against my foot like this. I don't know if I've told you this before, but um, that uh, that's where I learned it was at that game. And I'll never forget this stupid photo that will haunt me for the rest of my life of all yep. five open wide receivers except Everybody one, the guy he threw it through. open except for the guy Brett threw to. Yep. Never yeah, forget. Much like, and now, it's almost like another quarterback throwing to his favorite guy. Because don't for, ever forget. Don't ever forget. Brett was throwing to Donald Driver, his favorite guy. Much like Aaron Rodgers was throwing to Devontae Adams into double coverage, his favorite guy. While another dude was sitting there wide fucking open. I'm not saying. I'm just All saying. Right. So uh, then we have Jocelyn. Jocelyn, thanks for Super Chat. Rogers' final two playoff games as a Packer. One, six straight incompletions around the Brady picks. Two, couldn't score 14 freaking points. Depressing. Jocelyn, feel your pain. Thanks for, uh, thanks for staying and supporting and to, Cheesehead Corey, TV. Corey, that's what I was going to say earlier when you mentioned like the fact of like getting the ball and stopping them and having opportunities and not being able to get a first fucking down in six minutes, what have you. Uh, yeah, that's two years in a row. Two years in a row where the defense – handed it to you and said, please, Mr. MVP, go, be free, take us <laughs> to the next game, to a Super Bowl or to an NFC Championship game, and he just shit the bed. Oh, Nagler. Um, all right. So then uh, Luke, Luke Carnes. Thanks for Super Chat. What's Just up, wanted Luke? to say thank you for carrying the G all season. Nothing is better than Cheesehead TV. See you at happy hour. Thanks, Luke. Hope the thanks, tent Luke. is warm. Make sure you use hand warmers on your toes. Michael <laughs> M. Uh, what's up? 
Thanks for the super chat. Put your best five on the field. Okay, now do special teams. Scared of injuries. Go to church. Embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, oh, one thing I do want to say. There was one stat that we that we didn't get to, Nagler, because you, we never talk about yeah. second te- special teams. Uh, the Packers had the second lowest field, gra- field goal percentage in the NFL. So, yeah, uh, yeah. put that surprise. in your pipe and By the way, it. who wasn't on that list earlier? Because he's not an under- unrestricted free agent. He has one year left on his deal, but I – I think we've seen Mason Crosby most likely play his last game. Please, 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 please. Michael M., thanks for the Super Chat. Need a lot of growth next year, Amari especially. I agree with that. Amari Rodgers has a lot of growth to give, though, I I feel like. uh, Well, it'd be great if Amari could get on the field, but it's hard to get on the field and grow when uh, your position is traded for uh, because the quarterback wouldn't play unless unless they did. Jocelyn, thanks for Super Chat. After the first two drives, it felt like the game plan was for a healthy back with no uh, contingency, 12 reverted to a schoolyard BS. Jocelyn's really feeling it, okay? So I, I just gonna, I want to I wanna allow Jocelyn to vent, so I'm not even going to comment. Out, but yeah, I'm, I'm, Work it out, you. Jocelyn. Work it out, Jocelyn. I don't disagree, Jocelyn. Thanks for the Super Chat. Can Royce Newman learn to consistently handle stunts? If so, I like Bach, Runyon, Myers, Newman, Jenkins line next year. Interesting. Um. I doubt Jenkins goes to right tackle. I think they'll probably put him in at left guard. Maybe Runyon goes over to right guard, but he probably does battle with Newman. I thought uh, Newman really improved as the year went on. We all saw the many kind of, I guess for lack of a better word, brain farts uh, at times in protection, um, especially as you as you indicate there, Dave, uh, in on, on stunts, got him a number of times, but... The back half of the season, I thought he really improved. So, yes, I think he can, and I think he will. It's going to be a really fun battle to watch in camp next year, no doubt. Then we got uh, Sean. Sean, thanks for Super Chat. Appreciate everyone at Cheesehead TV. Thank you. Agree with Corey on offense being main reason we lost. Possible Rodgers has any major input on LT decision. Left tackle, play in rhythm, run the ball, go pack go. I mean, it's interesting because... Uh, this was hammered home in Ryan Woods' piece on Bakhtiari uh, at the Green Bay Press Gazette a couple days ago. Um, you know, they hadn't planned. They didn't weren't going to play David in Detroit. And he framed it as though the text from Rodgers saying, I want you to play in this game, changed their thinking on it. And I don't know if that's – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that, I guess that's true. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but it sure feels like and sounds like, yeah. Sounds like Rodgers had some input there. Justin, thanks for the super chat. I still lean towards wanting Rodgers back despite that performance and the cap situation. Less talented teams can make a run. Look at 2010 or Bengals. I agree with that 100%. No doubt. No doubt. It, it's just, to me, it's you legit, these last two years, had a team built to do it, and there was no better path for you to get to the Super Bowl than this season with this team as it was constructed, with everything falling the way it did around not only the NFC, but the NFL, and to blow it in the manner they did, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't get behind the idea of like, oh, let's let's run it back. And yes, we'll have a much, a, maybe a less talented team, but we've still got a chance. My God, we've been saying they've still got a chance for 10 years. Like, at some but they point, didn't have a chance. it's time. Here's what's crazy. At some we point, didn't even talk about this. Again. But okay, get obviously Aaron Rodgers is not going to go back to fundamentals. But I think 
What if Aaron Rodgers like tried to play like Brett Favre and didn't give a crap about interceptions? He probably could have the best year of his of his NFL career if he just changed that one thing of just didn't like. And I don't know how you do that, but like, wow, because you got to imagine if he actually gave up a larger percentage of interceptions. I'm not talking a major increase, right? Because if you look right, at right. his ratio, his ratio is ungodly, right? There's it's no insane. one. It's insane. There is no one even close. So even if he just gave up like. Five to six percent of his ratio towards the other side, right. dude. Right. We probably win every game. He's probably like dude. twenty and ze- twenty and nothing in the freaking okay. every game. Corey, there's a great line in the movie Think Parenthood. About it. Ron 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 Howard's Think Parenthood, where Steve Martin says, "Okay, let's come back from La La Land because that ain't gonna happen." <laughs> I'm just saying, if it, if it could, know, that would that I would know, skew everything. I know you are. Jocelyn, thanks for Super Chat. Nagler might call me in Titletown for this, but Rogers' legacy is only one to me. 11, 14, 20, and 21 should have resulted in one more Lombardi. Should have, would have, could have, Jocelyn. A lot going on in each one of those games, and it's hard for me to put every single one of those on Rogers. That's all. Well, that's the thing. That, that's the God's honest you truth. I mean? There's the no way. Game. Yeah, the there's, there's no – you can't. You can't even put 21 and 20 on him. And, and as much as I would love to, um, as much as it was his third worst performance of the year, uh, as far as quarterback uh, rating goes, um, I can't. I still can't put the whole game on him. Justin Wilkie, thanks for Super Chat. It really sucks that we lost in the playoffs back-to-back warm-weather teams at home. Can we get back to using the cold to our advantage, Pappies? I would love nice. to, but you know a great way to do that? Trade your superstar quarterback, move to your young guy, change the makeup – and foundation of your roster. Your defense is pretty set, headed in the right direction. Get a different style of offense, and then you're ready to cook. I mean, what's the mm. point? This is the other thing with bringing Rodgers back. Great. So you're going to bring Rodgers back. You're going to win 13 games. You're going to get home field advantage, and he's going to look older and colder in the playoffs next year. Awesome. I can't wait. Who are you yelling at? The world. <laughs> Pack fan 39 thanks for the super chat. Uh, Horning, 12 and 38, field goals in 64. Special teams could be worse. <laughs> oh, Pack fan 39 went deep wow. on special teams. Pull, that's, a, that's a deep, deep. poll. That's a deep that's I appreciate deep. that. I, I appreciate the hell amazing. out of that poll. Only at Cheesehead um, TV could you get a poll like that. I love it. Also, again, with the perspective, I really appreciate that. Julie Jordan it. on Facebook. Julie, thanks for great commentary. Green heart and a gold oh, heart. Oh, thanks, Julie. Julie, thanks for uh, checking us out on Facebook. JD, why did the Packers play a line combination that hadn't played all year? Why not Yosh at left tackle? JD, um, we talked about this in the beginning, but, uh, yeah, you, you make a lot of good points there. I um, totally, totally agree. I it never, it will never make sense to me ever. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any. I can't. Yeah, Randy Clancy on uh, Facebook. Randy Clancy, are you guys coming back in August? We are actually coming back for the draft. So join us uh, this year for the draft. We will be doing all three days. Um, all you know, three days, uh, baby. Hopefully. Uh, you know, it's going to be crazy. It always is. Draft is always crazy. We're going to take crazy stuff. Everybody's going to say but, we hey, had the most terrible wait, wait. draft, and then we won't. Oh, yeah, always, always. Hey, hopefully hopefully Aaron Rodgers doesn't drop a bombshell, you know, the like couple hours before the draft this year. Yeah, it would be nice um, to know if we, if we like, know yeah. if he's traded by then. We, you know? we'll, he we'll did say, that. he did say 
that we that the Packers deserved to know by the end of February, correct? Right. Uh, end of February. By the time the uh, what was it? The deadline for the franchise tag, which is I believe February twenty eighth. So yes. Yes. So exactly. He did say that he's on the record as saying that the organization should, has the right to now, whether he'll own up to that. That's a whole nother thing. Rick Hammond. Thanks to super chat. The Hacienda is open Rick. for combine up, week. Rick? If you're coming to town, go pack. Go. Wow. I am uh, yeah, neg- definitely coming, but I've already got my hotel booked, but we will definitely meet up, Rick. It's going to happen. Cyril power. Thanks for the super chat money for the heat pad tip. Thanks boys for every day. Appreciate you. What's up, Cyril? Go I got, I got plenty of cold weather tips. I I can I can handle the cold weather like no one you've ever met in your life, and it's it not because true. I have any special like abilities. I mean, I was born here, but th- none of that matters. It's just it's all about how you how you go about your day. Uh, Janio seven zero four uh, Negs, love your shirt. Where can I get one? Oh, uh, if you go below on, are you on YouTube? Yeah, if you go below the YouTube uh, video, you'll see a bunch of our merch right there. Just click on any one of those pictures, and it will take you to our shop. And this is available in the Cheesehead TV shop. Or if you just go to cheeseheadtv.com, on the top bar, you'll see a link to shop. That will take you to the same place. So it is available for purchase at the Cheesehead TV shop. And and still uh... not a collector's item anymore because the Packers aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. So for another year, this is it, baby. All the championships on one shirt. Um, I'm going to add, I want to just give a shout out. I'm going to add, uh, oh yeah. So uh, Carl Van Beckham, thanks for Super Chat. I'd like this team to be 100% Matt LaFleur's. Ooh. Well, you know Sounds you like uh, Leonard Nagler got to Carl. <laughs> it's Arthur, it's time, Arthur, baby. Arthur Basso, thanks for the Super Chat. Carl, appreciate you actually tuning in throughout the season. Carl's one of those diehards uh, watching the Big show time. all the time. So just want to give time. a shout-out to you, Carl. Thank you so much for the Super Chat. Arthur Basso, move on from back-to-back MVP. That makes sense, LOL. Oh, is he going to play forever? Oh, that's awesome. Why didn't anyone tell me this? This is great. We can just watch him lose in the playoffs forever. It'll be awesome. <laughs> well done. Great, great, great comment, Arthur. Thanks a lot, buddy. Um. All right. The last one, Jamie Cheesebutt. Jamie, uh, a little, What's up, uh, Jamie? little, uh, Jay, a, a legend, a Twitter legend here, joining uh, transplants. Uh, I'll never forget. I said, I said, like the name of a Mexican country wrong during the draft, and Jamie was like, had the greatest comment. She's like, really, Corey? <laughs> like, what is the problem? She it was so it. funny. I'll never forget it. Was it. it. it was um, on site, Jamie. Baby. Does Rodgers take a pay cut? That's a real question. Woo, and that's what we're going to leave you with. So, Jamie, thanks no for that. Chance. No chance. I mean, no, I, do, no I think chance. hell freezes over before that happens. Yes. No, no chance. Absolutely not. It, they may move some money around. They may do an extension that lessens his cap number. Uh, but he getting paid. He getting P-A-I-D paid. No well, I also think to that point, I think the Packers might make it look like he took a pay cut so that he can look good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the Maybe. only thing that I don't know. That's hard, though. Yeah. I mean, there's the the problem is is that the players' contracts are just, like so readily available to members of the media through the NFLPA, etc. It's like, or just to the agents themselves. Um, yeah, I that I'd be I'd be shocked, Jamie. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's all I got, Nick. All right. Hey, 
Ah, wow, amazing. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, all the super chats, all the engagement, all year long here on Transplants. We, you guys are amazing. Uh, you've probably heard, you've actually heard from us and a couple people in the super chats about the Patreon Happy Hour, which happens every week. If you haven't signed up for Patreon yet, yes, we go throughout the off season all year long. Patreon members, Never ends, we can't folks. thank you enough for your support. Never ends. All we ask is $5 a month. Patreon.com slash TV is where you need to go. And as Corey was saying, we have our live draft show all three days. Uh, for the last two years, Patreon members have been a part of that show. We have a Patreon section where people just hang out and get to ask players questions. We've had David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark. Last year, I think Jay Sternberger was on. We had TJ Lang show up. Like Will Blackman came on a couple years ago. So, you know, we have yep. people hanging out during the draft. It's three days. What else are you going to do? So we hang out. Patreon members get to be part of the show. It's a lot of fun. So if you're interested in supporting what we do here at Cheesehead TV, Patreon.com is the best and easiest way to do so. All right, Banky, you got anything else before we, uh, we, we, we end transplants for the year? Nope. I hope, uh, I hope the Rams lose. <laughs> that's... That's quite the quite the note to end it on. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. Seriously, truly, thank you, everybody who watched all year long. Uh, it really means a lot that you utilize Cheesehead TV in any way, shape, or form, that you join us here on Transplants every week during the season. Uh, making Cheesehead TV part of your daily Packers routine means the world to Corey and myself and everyone here at Cheesehead TV. We are and will always be Devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Like I said all along, we'll always take it one day at a time with them. Um, obviously, Nagler's not too enthused with my answer, obviously. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing Aaron. <laughs>